podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Voices of a Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton, and Mike Duffy. The dream team are back. Um, <laughs> we, we passed the batons over to um, Joe and Cam last week because me and Mike were both unavailable. Mike headed down to Bristol for uh, a friend's wedding. Um, I had my little girl and my missus went out for a family meal, so we couldn't do it. So we thought, you know what, we'll just we'll pass the baton over, see how the, the new boys get on. And, and Mike, what on earth has because um we've got our record amount of views on youtube and i'm not even lying by saying that you can all check on the history on youtube um our highest record before mike was 1000 views this leads reviews gone off the scales and we've got 6.4 thousand views um <laughs> is this putting you and me out of the job a little bit here mike I know. I'm surprised we made it here tonight. To be honest, Ben, um, I, I'd I'd be happy with six views after that. To be honest, say. So, uh, I know we got a big task to fill tonight, haven't we? Like, what are we are we out the door if we don't hit like I don't know five thousand maybe? Are we out the door? <laughs> like, am I down to the job centre tomorrow? I know. Yeah. To see, you know, we started this and now we've been pushed out, eh, Ben? But uh, <laughs> we might yeah, have to start right. another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll start a rival podcast. Uh, but no, it was crazy, man. I, I, like you say, I was at a wedding. Um, I couldn't watch live because the the wedding was on the Sunday, and I, I was I was in at the do. And um, yeah, I mean, I ju- I was just seeing all these messages, and yeah, six point four thousand views, man. It's it's absolutely mad. And you know, compared to some of the other Watford podcasts, it's probably not a lot. But for us, like that's fucking like we just. Yeah, you, you can see I'm lost for words. So fair play to Cam and Joe though, uh, buzzing yeah. for him, and uh, yeah, it's it's great to see that. Considering they're new to it all, it's great to see them sort of being rewarded in that way. Um, they got some really nice comments, which I said in our group chat. We've been doing it for four years, and we don't get those comments. I'm um, saying like how 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 likable the two <laughs> the two people were, and it's like we've known each other for years. We've, we've known each other more than what Cam and Joe have. But yeah, yeah. they delivered a, a superb podcast. It was really good, really insightful, really really knowledgeable from Cam as well. And for Joe to host that his first time hosting a podcast to be thrown at the deep end, maybe started off a little nervy, but grew into it, and he absolutely mm-hmm. smashed it with his questions as well. But this is what this is what we wanted to do this summer, wasn't it, Mike? Like we know you and me, we've got a busy lifestyle. Like I've got a young family, you you got a, a missus, and we're gonna have events crop up every now and again. But 
last season we probably failed quite a lot of times to put content out but now we've recruited three extra members in katie joe and cam we can give you more regular content and jesus the, the newbie stepped up and delivered on saturday but looking at all the comments mike it, it was filled with loads of leeds united fans are we gonna have to change our name to voices of elland road <laughs> i know i, I... I don't know what it is. I've kept saying it must have been posted somewhere in a Leeds forum or something. But to be fair to them, the majority of the comments, they're not like, you know, they're not horrible comments. They're sort of saying that we were, you know, they expected more from Watford and they wished us well for the season. So it must be something about Leeds. I'm sure you've, you've got it, you know, ready to mention there. But obviously that one you mentioned, our previous top uh, viewed podcast was the, Leeds United game before, so our two most viewed podcasts are Leeds, so they must love us. Uh, that that rivalry, you know, beating them in 2006, and then we've had a decent run at them the last few meetings, other than the, the last two, typically. Uh, you know, they, they, they must sort of put that to the back of their minds and, and forgive us, but yeah, the, I just want to echo what you said, Joe. I know Joe's watching now, he's put a comment in, absolutely smashed it out of the park, and like you said, that's why we brought these extra members in. If if we didn't have those extra members, we, we wouldn't have done a podcast on Sunday. That is the be-all and end-all of it. And then it would have gone back to, you know, sporadic podcasts. You know, there might be a podcast one week, but not the next. And we've said a couple of times this season, me and you haven't been available or I've not been available and, or, and, and you have or vice versa. And if that happened without these new recruits, the podcast doesn't go out and you start in a season with what nine games in and we probably would have only put out four or five podcasts and it's not what you want at the end of the day you know if you listen to a podcast you you, you know that it's coming out on set day you're thinking oh yeah you know i get to listen to the podcast today but it might not be there so yeah smashed it joe and i don't know if cam will be watching because he's um Sounds like I he's think he's pretty really under the table at the moment. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Cam's actually gone out for a um, what was it, a bottomless brunch, but it yeah, was involving food. cocktails. At five o'clock this afternoon, he's already sunk eight con- cocktails. Um, so he, he's definitely not watching tonight, and he might not even tomorrow with the hangover he's going to be receiving. Um, but yeah, congratulations to both of them for delivering a, a proper, really good podcast as well. Um, but yeah. Sorry to speak about that for six minutes for the opening of the podcast. It's um me and Mike just want to talk about like what we wanted to do over summer and we're so far we're delivering and we we want to be um giving you more content and that's going to be continuing for the rest of the season now and we've actually got really exciting news about the international breaks as well coming up as well. So we'll be giving out more content as well. We've been in contact with. A couple of ex-players, um, one's agreed to come on, um, so we're not going to reveal names yet. Um, that will be probably in the November international break. Um, but yeah, watch your space because we are going to fill the international breaks with ex-player interviews as well. Um, but yeah, Mike, we got Middlesbrough on Saturday. We're going to be joined by Dana from the Borough Breakdown podcast in a minute. Um, she's literally just joining <laughs> at the moment, so this is really good timing. Um Mike, what are you expecting from Middlesbrough this weekend? Do you know what, Ben? It's typical, isn't it? They're just starting to turn a corner. I know, I think Joe said it in the group chat last night, you know, Middlesbrough won again. And, you know, probably a bit naive of me, but I said, you know, hold your horses. It was against League 2 Bradford City, you know. But at the end of the day, when you're a team struggling and you're 
struggling to pick up points, you take any win that you can get to try and kickstart that run. They beat Southampton, who are on a dreadful run of form themselves at the weekends. Their first win of the season, if I'm not mistaken. They drew against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I, th- I want to say it was in the week leading up to the Southampton game. So, you know, they're, they've, like they've gone... Friday night, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, turning the corner probably at the wrong time for us, to be honest. But we, I, I was, we were talking before we went live and... We uh, we've got quite the the home record against them. We've we've in the last five home games we've won four of them and drawn one, and they've not beat us at Vicarage Road since 2012. But then again, I think our record away at Leeds was pretty decent. I think we'd only lost three out of the last nine uh, in the lead up to the weekend, and look how that ended up. So the stats aren't. Um, Aren't, aren't making us look great at the moment, to be honest. But no, nah, look, I'm expecting a tough game. But do you know what, Ben? I'm I'm starting to get that confidence back about playing at Vicarage Road. You know, we had that season at, in lockdown where we we equaled the best defensive record in the Championship. I'm not saying for one minute we're going to do that. In fact, I don't think we can because of the goals conceded. Possibly, I'm not sure. But um, I'm starting to feel a lot more confident when we're at home now because. It looks like we're going to make it a fortress. And if we can sort of jump on the, the woes around Middlesbrough at the moment and take advantage, then I'm, I'm absolutely all for it. But one thing's clear, we need to bounce back with a win on Saturday uh, after the disappointment at Ellen Road. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's the worst time to possibly play Middlesbrough um, after a 3-0 defeat at Leeds. Um, Middlesbrough picking up back-to-back wins for the first time of the season, although, yes, you did mention it was a League Cup victory last week, but it's still confidence for the squad as well. And um, we're going to bring in our position podcast now. Um, Dana from the Borough Breakdown. Dana, thank you very much for joining us. This is actually your second appearance on The Voices of it. it. Or maybe your third appearance. I don't know if you remember during in lockdown, <laughs> we actually recorded um, the first ever opposition podcast with you me and mike and we got about well i don't know if it was all three mike was it no no ben we did the whole thing oh okay yeah and then i was like the whole thing and mike forgot to (laughs) press the record button and so we had to record it and I couldn't believe it. Middle of lockdown, I was in my back garden enjoying the sun. And Mike was like, you would never believe this, mate. I didn't press record. I, like, <laughs> I do remember that, actually. Yeah, the joys of lockdown, wasn't it? A rocky mm, era there, was. Mike. But no, it was good to good to be on the first time. It's good to be back on again because, God, that was a while ago. That wasn't it. I think we had Warnock in charge. Um, a lot has happened since. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of lot of change, um, a lot of managerial changes, um, probably mm. for both clubs as well, to be yeah. fair. Um, but we'll jump straight back into it. Thanks for coming on again, Dana. It's great to chat no to you. Um, what is what's the first thing that comes to your head when you think of Watford? <laughs> Lots of managers. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> the stereotype, isn't it? Um, it has to be that. Um, and also, you know, Mike, you were talking about it just before I came on. We have an awful record there. I was just looking at it before I joined this stream. And yeah, 2012, I remember that game because Tony Mowbray actually froze out Scott McDonald, uh, brought him back into the fold for that game. And he came on and he, and he won us those three points. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's always interesting against Watford because yeah, we always do a bit crap against us. Yeah, well, at Vicarage Road you do anyway, but do, do you have yeah. any... 
do you have any memories of any particular game between us, whether it's at the Riverside or or, uh, or Vicarage Road? That a game that maybe sticks in your minds more than more than another one, good or bad, really. Yeah, the one in God, I can't remember. Was it the? It was the playoff season for us, so 2014-15. We got absolutely done by it. I remember Jonathan Woodgate had a shocking afternoon. Um, that was a particularly low moment because I, I think it came in a time during the season where the wheels were falling off for us a little bit. You could see that, you know, coming up against a promotion rival, we'd mm-hmm. struggled a bit in that game. And that was a really good season for us, apart from, you know, the way they ended. Because I think it was that first taste of potential success. We'd had many seasons in the championship before that where we were just mid-table. And we'd always go on this run around January under Tony Mowbray where we just completely capitulate. So that was the season under Italk Ranker where it looked like we were on the cusp of something and then obviously it, it petered out. We lost the playoff final against Norwich. Um, another memory was actually last season seeing Paddy McNair getting absolutely smoked by João Pedro, which was not a very good memory. Uh, so all things considered, I think there's been some pretty bad uh, memories against Watford, to be fair. Mike, what about you? Do you have any memories that stick out between Watford and Middlesbrough? Yeah, well, funnily enough, you uh, you you said you sort of pre-warned me that you were going to ask me that, and you said I think I know which one you're going to choose. And for the life of me, I thought, what one's he on about? But then Dana just reminded me, obviously, that brilliant game in the the season we got promoted in 2014-15, and Troy Deeney and Igalo were on absolute flames that mm-hmm. day. And, we that that was a, a, a game of real intent, as as Dana said, you know, coming up against a promotion rival and to just blow them out of the water like we did at home, it, it was superb. And you really got a feeling that this was the Watford team that were going to get us back to the promised land. I'm going to be a bit niche now, though. I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to be a bit different. You I don't think you remember it. it. <laughs> but um, in the season that we were in the Prem under Aidy Boothroyd in 06-07, one of our very few wins that season come against Middlesbrough. And I had a quick look, the uh, the who scored. And Ashley it was Young. Kamabawatsa and Ashley Young. And yeah. we won 2-0 at Vicarage Road. And I think we drew at the Riverside. So I think we took four points off Middlesbrough that season. And we didn't get a lot of points that season because, quite frankly, we shouldn't have been in the Prem. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be different and, and go with that. What about you, Ben? Have you have I stolen one from you or...? <laughs> No, I wasn't too sure which one you was going to mention. Like, it was either going to be that promotion um, season. I think it was Easter Monday we played um, Middlesbrough yes. and we, we was, won 2-0. Yeah. Um, Dini in the first half, Igala in the second half, and he scored from outside the box with a rocket in the top corner. Um, but the other one I thought you was going to mention was when we went to Barcelona and we we was hunting around Barcelona, the back streets, to try and find the game. Because oh, we were playing yeah. away at Middlesbrough. And we won one nil, and we managed to find this little tapas bar in the corner of the like the back streets of Barcelona somewhere. And we was the only people in there, about eight Watford fans, no one else in there, just drinking the place dry, watching the, the Watford <laughs> Borough game. The um, shittiest beer I've ever taken. <laughs> <laughs> the worst pint of beer I've ever had in that bar. It was Holabas, <laughs> wasn't it, Ben? It was Holobas from outside the box, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, in, in the Premier League, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. God, I remember that as well. That was a shocking season for us, really, really bad. One of only two seasons I've seen of Borough in the Premier League, and both of them were equally as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll stop talking about the past now. We'll move on a little bit. 
Um, but I don't think it's going to get any better for you, Dana. Can you put your finger on why Middlesbrough <laughs> probably struggled to get going this season? Do you, is it down to maybe the playoff hangover from last season? I think you can maybe look into things a bit too much with this for me. I think it's pretty simple that we just don't have the same players as last season that served us so well. People will say, well, we got to uh, the playoff places in, I can't remember, well, no, it was before. January, obviously, because that's when um, the likes of Cameron Archer and Am Ramsey came in. But then we had Giles as well since the summer, and he was a, a really key cog to that team. So I think the players are just different, and we've recruited uh, over the summer in a way where I think maybe we've gone a little bit left field in trying to bring in players like Lucas Engel, Alex Bangura, Latte Lath, who are in leagues where you could argue it's a lower standard to the championship. And I think we're banking on those players to come good. But in truth, we don't know if they can translate their performances in their leagues prior to this to the championship. So there's a lot of question marks over the recruitment. Listen, when you've got Cameron Archer in and amongst your ranks, then you know, you're going to have a lot of uh, rosy fortunes because he's such a good striker at this level. And, and I knew as soon as he came in that he was going to be a success. And I rarely have that type of feeling with Borough players, especially Borough strikers. But yeah, and losing Akpom as well, you know, he was a big part of just making the ball stick, playing in the number 10 position and just providing that way to relieve pressure and to keep the the moves going and um, big, big personnel changes. And I shouldn't really be surprised that we've had a, a troubling start to the season because of that, to be honest. Mm. One of the names you mentioned there, Ben, I don't know if you picked up on it as well, said Alex Bangora. And uh, I just got flashbacks <laughs> straight away from uh, we used to have a player called Al Bangora, and uh, didn't he get threatened to get deported, Ben? And yeah. there was yeah, there was like a rallying cry on the pitch at half time. Like, don't yeah, Tuesday me. night game. I don't know who it was against. It was in the <laughs> Premier League, and we all had to hold up banners or something to say, "Please save Al Bangora" or something. Yeah. Some <laughs> but, uh, that's uh, that's going to jog some memory at the weekend. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you mentioned, you know, those players that you brought in, you know, Cameron Archer, for one. Uh, you had the Ramsey. I'll get, is, was it Aaron you had from... from uh, Aaron Ramsey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Akpom had the season of his life. Like, he was on mm. absolute fire. I quite like that. Um, is it Fours as well? I think he scored in the, yeah. the, the game at, at the Riverside against us last season. Uh, Ex Brentford, if my memory serves me correctly, he's a yeah, right. he's a handy player. I, I do quite like him. Um, that might sound like a silly question, but prior to your victory against Southampton, have maybe the performances been there, but because you've not got said quality, it's just quite not clicked, or have performances just been below par, substandard, absolute crap. I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest, Mike, because we had a run of QPR before the international break, then Blackburn, then Sheffield Wednesday. Now, those three games were both atrocious, particularly that Sheffield Wednesday game. It felt like we were we were regressing. But before those three games, I think the performances were there to a degree. You could see that we're creating chances. We just don't have the players to convert them. And that's probably what it obviously ties into the, the difference in personnel. So I think you can maybe argue that, 
yes, the, you know, the performances have been there. Our underlying data is is really good in terms of an expected table or unexpected points we are in the top six so all of our underlying metrics are pretty good it's just that when you don't have players that can finish chances then you know you're going to struggle we've had quite a few um sitters missed already this season and it's a particular problem so in terms of goal scoring we're just not the same and that's obviously it, it's reflected in in the league table but yeah prior to the Southampton game it, it probably was a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of performances because it's been such a maybe a sticky start to the season for Middlesbrough how have fans been towards Michael Carrick has he has he been under pressure at all or has that um victory over Southampton last week and um just given him a bit more breathing space now yeah, I think so. I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like he'd earn time to manoeuvre through this difficult period anyway, just because of how good we were last season under him. I think I said it on the radio after the game against Sheffield Wednesday that my belief and my confidence was waning a little bit. And it was probably the first time that I've really questioned Michael Carrick because he made a change in that game, actually, where he took off Riley McGree and it basically shifted the performance. We were, we were on top at that point as well, but it shifted the performance back to you know the the first half display which was quite frankly terrible and so that was a big question mark over you know does firstly does he know his best team and I think at that point he he just didn't he, he wasn't finding that formula and hadn't until that Southampton game so I think there were question marks over him um pressure is that the right word maybe to a degree but I think a lot of people can acknowledge that now he's he's maybe starting to get something going there with that uh, victory against Southampton so uh, and the Bradford game as well appreciate as Mike said before I came on it's it's league two opposition I think there was a massive difference uh, in quality massive golfing quality but you know we'll take any positives that we could get at the moment because it's not been a particularly bright start to the season yeah I mean it you know beating league two opposition is not for everyone we uh we got <laughs> knocked out by uh Stevenage I know they're league one but we uh, we've got a knack of getting knocked out in the early rounds against lower league teams in the Carabao Cup. So I probably should have kept my mouth shut, to be honest. But um, yeah, we've mentioned it a couple of times now. Obviously, first victory of the season at the weekend against Southampton. Was the performance much better? And and do you think you can you can kick on now? Do you, do you have that belief that you can sort of maybe get a bit of a run going and climb up the table? Where I think most of the the Championship fans probably had you sort of more up the higher end of the table. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the performance was much better. It was a, a marked improvement, I think, particularly from the Sheffield Wednesday game. I mean, Christ, you couldn't get any worse than that. But even taking that Sheffield Wednesday game out of the, the thinking, I think in isolation, it, it was better. I think we changed back to the system or a similar system that suited us so well last season. Um, we had it a little bit different in that last season we had we played with a 4-2-3-1 from the start but it's more of a three at the back with the two midfielders just in front and then five forwards um, but it was a little bit different in that our right back which was Tommy Smith last season now Rav van den Berg was pushed a little bit higher at the pitch we had a lot better width which is something that we haven't had previously this season Carrick has obviously tried to experiment tried to bring about a difference to this um, system and this team because of the difference in personnel but it just 
narrow forwards just don't work in my opinion if you don't have that width and if you don't have somebody that's going to cut inside and either make play that pass through quite effectively or is good from shooting from range we just don't really have that so to have that width I think is really important for us and that's what we saw against Southampton Southampton are really easy to play against um you know Russell Martin sides are quite like that I think but even with that in mind I think we played pretty well and there are still question marks over us defensively but in terms of in possession I think we were a lot quicker with the ball and a little bit off the ball as well I think we were a little bit more aggressive which we've previously kind of struggled with we've been quite passive this season um but this weekend's game I think is is an important one just to answer a question of was that just a, a one game thing or is this now us actually turning the corner We've mentioned already about how your firepower's gone this season and it's maybe not been replaced. Is there anyone in the Borough team who's, who's maybe stood out in these opening games for you and is, is maybe the player to watch this weekend when you head to Vicarage Road? Yeah, I mentioned him already. Riley McGree is, in my opinion, our best player. Um, technically very gifted, very intelligent as well. His position in the team, he's stationed on the left wing, but does not play there. Um, he comes in central. He almost has a, a free role. He could take up space on the right, in the middle, on the left. Um, he's got a very fluid position in this team. And I think he's, as I said, really intelligent, good, just good with the ball, makes good decisions, played a really good pass into Morgan Rogers against... Um, Bradford, which was a carbon copy of our goal against uh, Bolton in the previous round, just slips it in, um, kind of on the blind side of the defender and, and gets it in, uh, gets that assist. So I think he is uh, a really big, important part of our team. Carrick actually left him out for a couple of games this season, which I think all Borough fans were a bit um, they're a bit confused by because, in my opinion, Riley McGree should be in this team every single uh, game. So I would say him. And also Hayden Hackney is a fantastic midfielder. Really, really just lovely to watch. The type of player that has great ball control, um, very good ball carrier. Always tries to play that pass forward. Sometimes it doesn't work. In fact, a lot of the time it doesn't work. But I think Borough fans can appreciate that he's somebody that wants to play that ball um, and try to unlock the door. So I think... I would say them two in particular. Uh, and for me, Hayden Hackley won't be a, a Borough player if we remain in this division. I think he'll probably be picked up by a Premier League team. It's quite interesting because our midfields sort of hit and miss a lot of the time. You know, one game, they might look, you know, superb and we might be thinking, bloody hell, we've got some players on our hands. And then the next <laughs> the next thing, you know, they're sort of running through you like you're not there. We, we saw against Leeds, the midfield really struggled. But then the previous game against Birmingham, you know, Kone had a brilliant game. Uh, loser, we on his day, losers, fantastic. But again, question marks over him in midfield the last couple of games. I think teams are wising up to him, maybe doubling up on him and he's been less effective. So that is interesting. You mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago, you know, defensively, you've not been up to scratch. That might be a blatantly obvious thing to say, considering where you are in the league. Would you say that's Middlesbrough's main weakness? Is that what Watford needs to be targeting? Or are there ever uh, are there any other areas that Watford should really be looking at targeting as well. Yeah, I think defensively has always been a bit of a problem for us like last season mm. as well. It was, but we had the ability to outscore opponents, so it wasn't as magnified where it has been this season. Um, I mentioned Hackney there. I think Hackney's weakness is that a lot of runs are made off him. I think mm. defensively he does need to improve a little bit. But yeah, I think 
we don't really have that aggression off the ball. I did see it against Southampton, so it'd be interested to see if we have that same intent to win the ball back and to press really quite high up the pitch. To be fair, it might be just against Southampton because they do play uh, with the ball quite a lot from defence and make mistakes really from, from those sorts of situations. So I think, yeah, defensively, there's just really stupid individual mistakes that we make like we we concede some crap goals this season like own goals goals where it takes a ricochet off one of the defenders asses something like that like if it's if it's like comedy Borough will probably like do something stupid like that so yeah you know the first clean sheet of the season we um we picked up against Bradford to be fair they were crap (laughs) but you know we we take the positives that we could get and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we concede a goal. It's just we're not the best team defensively, but hopefully we are slowly starting to get there a little bit. But who knows? We'll see on Saturday, I guess. I think I remember seeing a video early on in the season of how you gave a ball away. Uh, I think it went viral, didn't it? At the back and um, the opposition scored. I want to say, was it was it Coventry? I know you had a bit of a mare at Coventry. Um, it might have been Huddersfield. We we conceded playing out for the back against Huddersfield in the cup. Um, it was, that was Rav it, Vandenberg, yeah. between Rav Vandenberg and the goalkeeper. Um, we don't tend to like it's we usually give the ball away in midfield, that's where it kind of comes from rather than defense. But yeah, we we need to be better with the ball basically, and, and we haven't been this season. And I think a lot of the time on the turnover, we we get done a little bit. Coventry was off, Beth. Um, so with uh, Middlesbrough heading to Watford on Saturday we've talked about Middlesbrough record at Big Ridge Road after the victory you've picked up at a weekend against Southampton has that given you more of a hope to pick up a victory at at Watford considering we've just came off the back of a defeat to Leeds yeah I think there's definite encouragement based on that um not only the result, but as I mentioned, the performance was was um, a marked improvement. And I think I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't fully commit to saying that we've turned a corner, but I think someone on Twitter put it best that we've shot the indicators on. So that's you know it, it's pretty good to at least be in that position of maybe we are. Hopefully we are because we've we've needed it. Like it's been a, a really disappointing season so far. Obviously, given our position and and some of our performances too. So I think there is definite hope that we can hopefully get a good result. Um, but I do know our, our our record at Vicarage Road, and it ain't great. But records are there to be broken, as the cliche goes. So hopefully, I know you won't won't agree with this, um, but hopefully for us. That, uh, that record changes on Saturday. And if I could push you for a score prediction? Well, we'll, we'll probably concede because it's the Borough way. Um, we've conceded in every game in the league. Well, sorry, we've conceded first in every game in the league this season. So I wouldn't be surprised if that continues. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go 2-1 Borough. I'm going to lean on the side of optimism based on the Southampton game and the Bradford game, and I'll go, we'll sneak a 2-1 victory. Right. Well, I mean, the the way it's been hyped up at the moment, Dan has obviously talked about the sort of defensive errors and, and comical defending, and, you know, we're not much better, to be honest, Ben. This, this could be... <laughs> 
like watching two drunks slog it out in a car park after closing hours. Yeah, so, it did sound like Dana was describing Watford a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay, this is either going to be like 4-4 or it's going to be just, you know, the most... No, no. Boring, no, no, no. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, Ben, I, I just feel much more confident that we're at home. I, I, we, You know, our records at, at the Riversides, I mean, I was looking at that as well. That didn't look too shabby, which... To be honest, I always seem to recall us never winning at the Riverside. So I was quite surprised at that. But definitely because we're at home, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'd like to think as well that we we defensively, we look a bit more astute at home. We look like we know what we're doing and, you know, we could sort of execute it better. So I'm going to go with a 2-0 a, a win, uh, another clean sheet. Uh, but I think, I think Middlesbrough will show you know, a, a lot more fight than they certainly have been doing. I mean, it does worry me that Dana said that Middlesbrough have conceded first in every game. Watford like to sort of turn these sort of records on, on its head and and with, with a sort of gift that keeps giving, to be honest. So <laughs> that does worry me a little bit. But yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna go 2-0. What about you, Ben? I think it will be... I, I see us conceding. Um, I mm. can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Our defence is... It either looks really solid or we just look like a circus at the back. <laughs> the, the last couple of games, especially away from home, Coventry and Leeds, we've looked awful. Um, but like you say, we are a different side at home. We've got a, a decent home record. I think we're fifth or sixth at the home um, form table. Um, uh, joint so, third at home. Joint third, so even better than what I thought. So, yeah, that gives me a little bit more hope to... Uh, I think we'll concede, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 Watford win. Um, I can't back against Watford. Um, mm. Although we did lose at the weekend and it was pretty poor, but I'm just hoping we get a reaction out of it more than yeah. anything. Um, it, it was so poor. And like, I don't know if you've seen much of Watford this season, Dana, um, but like the results haven't really been there, but the performances have. Um, and fans have actually walked away enjoying watching Watford again because the last two seasons have been absolutely woeful and poor. We've had relegation from the Premiership. We've had... Um, we, we failed to go back up last season and Luton went up and that that, that was mm. that was a bundle of joy, wasn't it, Mike? Mm. And then this season, <laughs> we've had a massive um, overhaul in the squad, shipped out 20 players, we've got loads of new players in and it's just given us a bit of a, a breath of fresh air in it now and a bit of optimism and there's a feel-good factor back at Watford and that's all we've wanted. So I'm, I'm hoping that we, we can turn it on again on Saturday, but you never know, Mike, do you? No, not with this Watford side. It's uh, it's so hard to call sometimes. What one of my mates said: we are the worst team to bet on. Like we one week we can turn a team over, and the next week you think, oh, Watford, they're on a decent bit of form, and then we just go and lose. So yeah, it's it is frustrating. But as you said, Ben, you know us as fans, especially after last season, we just wanted to see a Watford team that looked like they care and looked like they're giving it their all. And Ishmael's running a really tight ship here. And things are changing, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And that's what you want. Uh, anyone that thinks that we were going to, you know, go up, um, you know, automatically or get playoffs, sort of need to lower the expectations, you know. Uh, I'm not saying playoffs is completely out of the picture, but don't be disappointed if we finish sort of mid-table because it is a rebuild and rebuilds take time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. 
Um, one thing which we ask all the uh, opposition fans that come on the podcast, we always ask for your three teams who you think are going to go up and your three teams who you think are going to go down. Uh, and this one will be quite interesting because uh, I think I, I had Middlesbrough in, in my three to go up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what, what, what are your three to go up and three to go down, Dana? Ooh, I think I'll start with going down. I think Chef mm. Wed. Yeah, Easy one. Down, isn't there? yeah, Rotherham probably is they usually tend to. I'm surprised they didn't last season, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. God, who else? Who else is down there at the moment? Swansea are, aren't they? You know what? I think Plymouth might. I don't really want them to because I quite mm-hmm. like a, a, a different team in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe them and then going up. Leicester, boring. Yeah. Um, who's up there at the moment? I, I mean, it it's shows how. Yeah, that's crazy, that isn't it? Well, yeah. to be honest, it, it isn't really when you look at Kieran McKenna's record there. Um, yeah, it shows it shows how much I've been looking at the league table. That I don't know who's <laughs> up there at the moment. <laughs> um, probably, you know what? Probably Leeds because this yeah. this division's kind of become one that the parachute payment teams tend to. Well, at least one of them tends to go up. And oh, I'm going to have to check who's up there at the moment because I can't remember who I said before the season started. It'd be quite started. interesting to know who you said before. If It's a shame you don't I remember can't... because a lot of them would have changed now. I mean, we had yeah. we had a lot of people at the, on the start of the – when we started doing these at the start of the season who the bottom three straight away was Rotherham, um, Chef Wade and QPR. And yeah, now QPR, QPR just yeah. aren't being mentioned for the team to go down. And we spanked them 4 0 at home. And I think they're sitting a point behind us in the table now. So when we beat them 4 0, Gareth Ainsworth in his interview afterwards, yeah. he, 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 said, he said to a reporter, I think we just played for league winners. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. And then all the Watford fans got ahead of themselves and thought we were going to walk the league. And now we're having to deal with high expectations due to Gareth Ainsworth thinking we were the best team in the league. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, it, it pains me to say this, but. In fact, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say something there. Um, we'll throw off. <laughs> you know what? I have no clue. I'm just going to say random team. Let's say Norwich. I'd, I honestly don't have a clue because I look at the table now and I'm looking at like Preston. They won't be up there towards the end of the season. I don't think. I think Ipswich might level off a little bit. It's very open this year. And I think that's why I'm a bit um, clueless. Yeah, I, <laughs> really. It's- it's hard as well. Like uh, this is where it can work in your favour or against your favour. It, it's easy for mm. us, you know, Middlesbrough and Watford fans to say this because we're not exactly up there so far. But you got to remember this time last season, Bristol City were up there, QPR were up there. Yeah, QPR. You know, QPR almost went down, and Bristol City <laughs> finished what lower mid table. So you know, nine games in really doesn't mean a, a great deal. Mm. So yeah, and another thing that we also do on the podcast, Dana, just to close the show, we kind of throw you under a bus a little bit because we play a little oh, game, um, a little <laughs> quiz. We we want to test your knowledge on players that are played for both Watford and Middlesbrough. 
Um, so we've we've done a league table. So we've asked all the oppositions who, who came on um, to see how many they can name. Um, it, it's not a massive tally, if I'm honest. But the most that someone's got is three players because yeah. um, it is on the spot. So it, it does play mm. with your mind a little bit. But is there any anyone that comes to your mind that you can think of that have represented both Watford and Middlesbrough. I've got, I've got a list of about 15 players that I could find that have dated back to the early 2000s. So there is players out there. Mm. Honestly, the only one that comes to mind is Diego Fabrini. You know what? He was, he was a world beater for us for approximately about um, a month and a half. Mm. And then he faded into obscurity. Yeah. God, this is going to really annoy me because, you know, when you can picture players in both kits, yeah. but you can't place them. Um, You've only got three to... If you get more than three, you, you're top of the leaderboard. I mean, you've got one, so you, you're on the leaderboard. Which Guediora. Is, Guediora, yeah. Guediora, yeah. he, yeah. he was shite for us. <laughs> oh, God, he was. Oh, Jesus. The, I, I, I just know there's a defender... That's in recent years. Is there a defender, Ben? Um, I found a defender in the early 2000s. Right. Um, not in, not was... in recent years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think there was a defender. Fabrini. I've just put up a league table at the moment, so you can see where you can finish, Dana. So you, mm. you're, you're going to go joint second at the moment on two players um, with Glenn from the Sky true. Blue Hub. Um, but yeah, you've got the opportunity to go up to three players and go joint top at the moment. Um, anyone else? You are going to be seriously kicking yourself as well. Yeah. Um, I'd love to give you clues as well, but we haven't. I was going to say, can I get? Can I have a clue? No, we haven't given any clues to anyone think, else. Do you know why this is so difficult as well, Ben? Because we might think of them straight away because they were absolutely amazing for us. But as yeah. Dana's just said. You know, Gwedi Aura was amazing for us, but he was shit for them. Diego Fabrini <laughs> yeah. had one brilliant month. I mean, he was crap for us. So if this was the other <laughs> way round, I wouldn't have said Diego Fabrini. So that's why it's hard, because I, I don't know if this is going to count as a clue, but I can think of at least three more that were amazing for us. Probably sort of middle of the road, mediocre for Middlesbrough. So, you know, that that's why it's difficult, but that's why we love this game so much, I think. Oh, I you know, say, I... I'm looking. I'm looking at the list, and I don't think there is anyone on this list that were world beaters for Middlesbrough. Um, mm. There's no one that stands out. Going, yeah, they were amazing. Um, so I think oh. they are pretty much average players. Chalaba. Oh, very good well. for us. He was very good for us. I, I tell you that he was very good for us. Um, but other than I, that, I, I was surprised to see that he played for you. So was he on the loan spell from Chelsea? He was, yeah, under, I think it was, oh, God, was it Karanka's first season? It might have been. Um, and yeah, I think it was Karanka's first season. He was actually really good for us. Um, but other than that, I don't think, I, I've, I feel like I've pulled out three somewhat left field ones there. And I've yeah. probably, knowing me, left out some ones that are quite obvious. Um 
Oh, no, I, I think that's it. I think I'm drawing a okay. blank. That's, a, that's a great bro. effort. Yeah. A great effort. Yeah. You've managed to pull, pull three out of the bags. It's put your joint top now um, with um, Jamie from the Blue Focus podcast. So I'm going to update this later on. Um, we don't put it on our social medias because we don't want to give anyone a heads up before they come on. <laughs> uh, so that's why we throw you under the spot a little bit here. But I'll run through the, the other players that have Oh, God, this is going to be the annoying... One player has actually contracted with Watford still, but is actually on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. No! Oh, oh. now I've got two. <laughs> Britton Fletcher. Yeah, oh. Britton on the longer and Ashley Fletcher. Nightmare. <laughs> um, there was also another striker back in the day. I think he came through the academy at Middlesbrough. Um, had a really good spell at Watford, Swansea. Yeah, Danny Gray. See, now I'm remembering them. <laughs> um, we signed Josh Walker from you, midfielder. Ah, yeah, we spoke to him on the podcast, actually. Very, very interesting episode that was. Uh, ben, Is he still playing great. football now, or what's he, what's he doing nowadays? No, uh, he retired. I think he might be – well, he's doing coaching now. Um, oh. he, he was playing, like, a law league in Scotland, I think. Non-league in Scotland, I believe. Diana's Fair mentioned enough. someone they've had on their podcast, Ben. This the, the next one should be someone that we've had. Striker. Bagged for fun. Uh, well, uh, he he seems to be the player that's played for every single championship. <laughs> he club, does, Marlon doesn't he? <laughs> Marlon King. Oh, God, yeah. We had him in the our relegation season, I think. He was our panic button, try and save us from the drop type signing. Uh, yeah, we, we we spoke to him. He's an interesting character, to say the least. Um, Ikpizu. Uh, Ikpizu, yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's never actually, Yeah, he's actually not got a club at the moment. I had to look earlier. Mm. He's, he's um, a free agent. Um, he was released from his last contract. Um, but he, he actually has never actually played a, a perfect uh, a professional game for Watford but he was in our academy and I watched him in a pre-season friendly against Boreham Wood so I thought that counts <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was hyped up to be like there's his kid at Reading he's an absolute monster and he's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread and he come through and well he didn't even come through so you know that, that tells you everything you need to know um, and another guy who I think you probably had on loan, Josh McCracken. Um, is that oh, yeah. Oxford, yeah. Oxford United at the moment? Um, he was shitty, he was. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't pull up any trees here. He was no. very beige. He, he just mm. did. He, he didn't do anything very that was of beige. Not. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one run, right? This is how kind of beige he was. He had one run that ended in nothing. That was of naught because it was at least something. That's how big it was. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, Mark Yates. Oh yeah, Mark Yates. That was God. The glory days of Gordon Strachan. That was. <laughs> he loved the set piece, didn't he? That one. Um, I don't know why I'm mentioning him. We won't talk about him. Oh no, Ben. Ben, you can't mention him. Don't mention him. <laughs> Is this Voldemort? You, you, you... <laughs> you spoke over it, so I don't think anyone heard it anyway. Oh, okay. um, John, John Eustace, um, he actually was on loan with you and played one game. One ga oh, I don't know. When when was this? Yeah. Early 2000s, John Eustace, he was he oh, went on yeah. loan. From, 
Yeah, it was on. Sorry, I thought you meant the, the the Voldemort player that we should that we shall not name. Yeah, John Eustace. <laughs> I I remember. Well, I don't don't remember him from the time because I was probably like one or two. But um, yeah, I remember that looking at his Wikipedia or something and seeing that he had one one game. Yeah. Um, and then these are these are older players. Neil Cox. Yep. Oh, was he a right back? Yeah, yeah, right back. So. Yeah, yeah, right back yeah. yeah. And then I'm not sure if you know this guy, Paul Ocon. He was an Australian centre midfielder. Yep. Heard of yeah. him, yeah. Before my time, but yeah, I've heard yeah. of him. And and that's it. That's that's the 16 players I, I, I found. So there's probably more, but well before all our time. So I, I didn't even bother. Um wasted too much time doing that um but yeah dana thank you so much for coming on tonight really appreciated um your time um really liked you giving that a proper go managed to pull three out of the bags <laughs> so you're joint top of the leaderboard um we'll love to get you back on for the um the the, the game up at riverside if you're available and we'll probably try and do a different quiz then and let you know where where you finished on the scoreboard but yeah thank you for your Brilliant. time for tonight i really appreciate it yeah, no worries. Lots of fun. I'm annoyed that I didn't get the Britain Fletcher. It's so <laughs> obvious. And I've gone for the three obscure ones. But yeah, no, that was fun. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nice one. Thank you very much. Are you coming down Saturday or are you watching it at home? No, I'll be watching it at home on the good old stream. Um, never been to Vicarage Road, so it's definitely one that I want to tick off the list. But yeah, it's a, it's a long way, pretty long way. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long way. That's why I've not done Middlesbrough yet, but it's one of those I need to stick <laughs> off still. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for coming. Um, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, not against Watford on Saturday, um, but I wish you the best for the rest of the season. Thanks. Mike, that was great to have Dana on. Really insightful, great knowledge of Middlesbrough. Um, she's been on a couple of times before, she's always delivered. Great to see her get free. Um, names there as well really plucked him out of the, the, the bag and uh good to see that she's top of the, the leaderboard um but yeah um i've already asked you about what you're expecting from a middlesbrough game at the weekend has that changed now after speaking to dana yeah look I, you know we we knew that they're going to be on a bit of a high you know they've just won two in a row and yes one of them was a, a league cup game against like lower opposition but at the end of the day when you're struggling to pick up any sort of run of form, you, you take what you can get. So, yeah, they, it's going to be a different middles side to the one, you know, that I don't think they're going to play like their league position reflects, let's just put it that way. It's going to be a tough game, but as as I said, you know, before, Ben, I, I just think that our, our home record so far at the moment has been impressive and, and we look we look better at home. We look like we, we better drilled at home. And we look like we know what we're doing at home as well. So, for that reason, I, I just feel a little bit more confident. And, you know, seeing, seeing records like that, you know, we were talking about it to... Excuse me. Uh, we were talking about it to Jamie. I, uh, I I usually do pretty well to hide them on the podcast. So apologies if anyone just heard me hiccup there. Oh, that's um, why you always do the mute button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking to Jamie uh, because uh, our home record against Blues was fantastic. And then, obviously, Blues come into it unbeaten. And we beat them at home. So hopefully this home record against Middlesbrough can continue. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling confident and I'm looking forward to watching it on the stream. And mm. I've actually entered competition to win tickets. So hopefully, um, you know, I'm one of the lucky 
recipients and uh, recipients, sorry, and I can come down because my next trip down is not till the twenty first of October when we play Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm feeling confident. Yeah, no, it'd be good if you can get tickets for it. It'd be good to meet up and have a drink with you, mate. Um, we're both doing the Swansea away game on the Tuesday night. I think we're both insane for doing that midweek as well. How long does that take for you to actually get there? From, um, um, from Lincoln, it will take me probably the best part of four hours. I've uh, I've, I've decided that I, you know, I'm probably going to stop over because okay. if I if I shoot back straight after the game. I'm probably not going to get back to like one a.m., two a.m. And I, I just, I've done a, an evening game before um, when I moved up here. I went to Birmingham at home, but I stopped in Nottingham on the way back at my mum's, and I got back about midnight. I don't fancy my chances staying awake till sort of one, two, and uh, yeah, the falling asleep at the wheel whilst driving eighty miles down the A46. Uh, isn't the most appealing thought. So, yeah, I think I'm going to stop down. But, yeah, four hours. I did a similar drive at the weekend to Bristol and that, that took four and a bit hours. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be interesting. So we better bloody win. Yeah, no, I think that's a wise decision, mate. Um, I'm actually going to try and do it in one. So I'm going to go back mm. afterwards. I think it's, I looked earlier, about three hours, 15 minutes. But it's all depending on traffic, isn't it? I think last year, the, the guys that went down there, was it was actually horrific weather. Mm. Um, and it took much longer than anticipated. So I'm expecting to get that maybe about half one in the morning. So I'm, I'm going to probably stop off and get a Monster Energy drink when I'm just about to set <laughs> off home, keep me awake, and obviously stop off at a petrol um, petrol station on the way back as well to just like wake up <laughs> um, but yeah i'm looking forward to it. another one to tick off as well um there we go gone off on a tangent again like me and might always do and that's why we don't get six thousand views mike isn't it because joe and cam are very professional they, they they stick to a script you and me we just go off topic talked about what you're doing on the swansea night getting <laughs> actually what what hotel are you going to book premier inn do they do a premier inn in swansea or is it i'm sure there'll be a premier inn travel lodger I, I, lodge, yeah I say I'm under the impression I've been to Swansea before in 2010. He drew 1-1, Danny Graham scored for us. And uh, let's just say Swansea's not the nicest of places. So uh, there'll be some like rundown little shit hotel or something that I can stop at. If I remember correctly as well, I'm sure it's not far from like a retail park where they've got like a KFC, um, a hotel. So it, it might actually be uh, be quite interesting. But if anyone's watching KFC. Me, well, there we go. If anyone's watching this and they're going to Swansea, let us know and we'll meet up before for a drink or something. But um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to ticking it off again. Yeah, no, definitely, and yeah, looking forward to doing it. But yeah, if, if anyone is going to Swansea away, let let me and Mike know. I'll, I'm going to probably do a half day at work, so I'll get down there nice and early. It'd be nice to actually meet up with some of the, the listeners or followers that we've got. Um, I, so yeah, put put some names to faces and that, and mm. and meet you, get get a drink or something. It'd be yeah, nice nice to do. But yeah, thank you everyone for watching tonight. Um, obviously it's it's going to be a interesting game this weekend. Uh, home to Middlesbrough. Last time out, we beat them two one, um, with a vacuum by a goal late into injury time. Um, in the ninety fourth minute, can we repeat that this weekend with a um? In for Middlesbrough now, we've won back-to-back <laughs> games. Um, it, it, I think it's the wrong time to possibly play them. I would have rather played them 
last weekend than this weekend. Um, so I, I definitely think they're going to give us a good old game. Um, but yeah, we'll be back Sunday evening with a review of the Middlesbrough game. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. If you like this video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well. Um, and hit that bell notification as well so it will let you know whenever we go live um, if you also like the video as well leave loads of comments in the page underneath me and mike we read every single comment and we really appreciate it so we'd like to get your thoughts on it even give us your thoughts for middlesbrough this weekend give us your score prediction who do you think is going to score uh it'd be interesting to get everyone's thoughts on it um mike said two new watford i've gone two one watford um so hopefully one of us is right and we bring the three points uh but yeah come on you warns sports social podcast network